Welcome to the Navigating Your Career podcast. This is the place for you to figure out your next career move, learn how to speak up and show up as the real you, and discover the path that brings out the best in you. If you want to stop feeling stuck, start feeling better, and take ownership of your career and your life, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Melissa Lawrence. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Navigating Your Career. Today's topic is about our most precious resource, time. When we don't have enough of it, we are always too busy. And how do we stop the cycle of always feeling like there just isn't enough time? This is a common issue with my clients. When many of my clients reach out to me, they're struggling with work-life balance. They are stressed, overwhelmed, and feel like they don't have time to do the things that they really enjoy. In fact, before some of my clients even get to the point that they're talking to me, they're unsure that they even have an hour a week for coaching. That is one of their first hurdles, finding the time to talk to me to solve the problem of not having enough time to focus on themselves. The irony is not lost there. When I think about one client in particular, she was working a ton of hours every week, had a never-ending to-do list, was trying to balance her family and a personal life, and also found herself not having any time to do what she enjoyed. She had a passion project around health and fitness, but struggled to find just a couple of hours a week for herself. Now fast forward a couple of weeks after we started working together, and she had created boundaries, created time for what she loved, and found that when she focused on what brought her happiness, she actually had more time. She stopped spending mental energy and physical time resisting her reality, trying to find a new job, distracting herself with activities that didn't serve her goals. And she started to look at her work differently and it actually created more time for her. She now is happily managing her career, her personal life, her family, and her time for what she enjoys without being stressed about it. She has found time to journal and even take a couple of courses that she's interested in. It's so cool. And this is not uncommon for my clients. It's what happens when we start working together. When they dedicate an hour a week to working with me, it actually creates more time for them. It's so funny. So today, we're going to dig into this reality of feeling like you don't have enough time, why that is, and what you can do to create some time for yourself so that you can feel better and have more control and less chaos in your life. So let's dive right in. Somewhere along the way, time has become a weapon. Back in my corporate life, I thought this was the strangest thing. I be walking through the halls like with in meetings with a lot of different people at a lot of different levels and people would proudly talk about not having enough time the same way that they would talk about getting rated a high exceeds on a performance review it seemed like the more busy you were the less time you had the more chaotic you were the more you were celebrated we have celebrated not having time and being in chaos Making time for yourself or being efficient in your job has meant you're not working hard enough. You're not in enough demand. You're failing someone, somewhere. All we know is you could be doing more. 
Because if you were in demand, if you did work really hard, if you were important, then you wouldn't have time. You wouldn't have time for yourself. You wouldn't have time for anything. Being busy, always too much to do, not having time for career or personal development, struggling even with required training or anything extra has meant you're going somewhere. You're in demand and you work so hard. That is just baloney. <laughs> this is, and I just want to be clear, this is not to be confused with like toxic work environments where maybe you're expected to do more than one person's job. And when you do the math, it's really impossible for you to do your work. So let's just be clear on that. What I'm talking about is busy culture. This is not only the way other people might behave and the way that you see them getting positive recognition but also what we may fall prey to, thinking that we need to create this for ourselves to be seen as a high performer. We always need to be seen as being busy, always need to be talking about everything on our plate and how we can never keep up. It's just a lie and a sham to think that you can't be efficient and do your job well and have time for yourself. Running around and always feeling like you can't do enough and you're letting people down and more importantly, you're letting yourself down is not helping you. It ends up bleeding into your home life where the busier you are, the better you are. And you feel like you could always be doing more for your partner, more for your kids, more for your family, more for your friends, more for yourself, just more all the time. It continues this idea that you're not enough as you are. We've normalized and even celebrated a busy, not good enough culture. Think about it. How many times have you heard people say things like, oh, that's so great that you have time to do that. I wish I did. I have to allow you time for that because it's important, but I just can't. I've especially, excuse me, I've especially seen this among people managers, but that sends the wrong message to your teams. Did you see Jane talking in the break room? Guess she doesn't have enough to do. Must be nice to have some time to figure out what you want. I'm just trying to manage what I have. I'm just trying to get through the day. What we need to do is to stop using time as a weapon and glorifying being busy as something we need to be seen as. We need to stop shaming people for taking time for themselves. It isn't done on purpose, but it comes out in those statements that imply you're somehow not doing enough if you have time for yourself. We need to acknowledge that we as humans are our best asset and treat ourselves accordingly. Imagine how different our work culture, homes, and society would be if more people were happy, fulfilled, and healthy. If we knew it was okay to give ourselves the time that we need. If we encouraged others to do it too, and not just because it's the right thing to do, but because we know it's important and we do it ourselves. It would be a totally different culture and society. You're listening to this and you may think, I just called you out. You may listen and think, that sounds great, but how? And I'm going to get to that. But I want you to know that you are worth the time you need and the time that you want. That you don't need permission from others to prioritize yourself. Others just might not understand. They might continue to say things like, oh, that's so nice for you. You might be the one others talk about in the break room for actually enjoying your life. And you have to be okay with that. It's your life. Their life is theirs. And your life is not their business and vice versa. 
What matters is how you feel when you wake up in the morning and how fulfilled you are in the life that you have. So now let's actually talk about time. Let's get into the nitty gritty of how to make more time for yourself when you feel like you're drowning in to-dos and responsibilities. So there are 24 hours in a day. We are all allotted the same 24 hours, but there are different ways to look at it. Newton viewed time as math, very simply, that there are 24 hours in a day and we all have the same number of hours. So then it really becomes how you allocate your time. So if you can agree with just that Newton's law of time, which is just there are 24 hours in the day and we all have the same 24 hours. Then the next part really becomes how we're allocating it. So when you think about what you spend your time on, what is tricky here is that we spend time on things that we don't realize we're spending time on. For example, you may spend time scrolling on social media and it might end up taking you down a rabbit hole and you're on there way longer than you think. You may spend mental energy thinking about your stress, wondering what you should do about it, feeling bad about your situation, frustrated with your boss, any number of things. But this also takes up time, time that you likely don't know you're spending. Or maybe you go on LinkedIn and you see a post from a colleague that they just got promoted or moved into a new role. And so you check out their profile and wonder how they get there. What happened? What did they do? And you might think about reaching out to them, but you don't, but your curiosity is piqued. And so you start looking at other people's profiles. Another time suck can be when you're frustrated at work and someone does something you don't like or a company announcement comes out and you talk to some work friends about it. Maybe you gossip, maybe you question the decision. Maybe you are supporting other people at work with their frustration on decisions. Maybe you call someone to tell them that you they just are not going to believe what just happened. But what happens is that that is all just more time that you're spending on things that just kind of can get away from you sometimes. Especially if you're unhappy where you are, I guarantee that you are spending more time focused on being unhappy than you could be if you just resolved what was making you unhappy to begin with. Because when you clear up all of that mind clutter, you have more time. You have the same 24 hours, but you're using your time differently. We also tend to think that we don't have control over our time. So if your boss assigns work to you and asks you to do it now, you may just do it and not push back. If a stakeholder comes to you and asks you to do something, you may think a good employee would meet this request without pushback. But this is all within your control. Another one of my clients struggled with her boss constantly messaging her and assigning projects to her, and she was working sometimes 16 hours a day. In coaching, I taught her how to set boundaries and how to talk to her boss about her workload in a way that was a win-win and that she felt comfortable doing. She started implementing what we coached on and is much happier. She's only working overtime if she chooses to. Her boss doesn't constantly message her with last-minute requests anymore. We all have the same 24 hours. This is why I say coaching one hour a week creates more time because it helps you uncover where you're spending time that doesn't serve you. I help you create a strategy and learn the tools to take your time back. It's not that one of us has more time than the other. It's all in how we use the same 24 hours. 
It's how we discover our blind spots and do something about them. It's also in claiming responsibility for our choices and not letting others influence us when it isn't in our best interest. So if your boss makes comments like, I really need to give you an hour for your development and I wish I could take that for myself too, but I'm too busy. That is 100% about them and their ability to manage their life, their stakeholders, their boundaries. It doesn't mean it's bad or it's wrong. It's just their choice. You don't have to make it mean that you should be feel bad for taking the time. If you feel that it's hurting you to take the time, that your boss, for example, says one thing but really wants you to not take time or doesn't really feel you should take days off or take care of yourself, then I would encourage you to have that conversation with them. Be open and share how you feel and ask what the expectations are. There is a way to have that conversation that isn't confrontational or accusatory. It's just seeking clarification with an open mind. You can 100% be an outstanding performer, give your best to your work, and create boundaries for yourself. One of the biggest objections I hear from clients isn't money, it's time. It's, I want this, I need this, but how can I make time for it when I already don't have enough time? And the answer is simple. You create time. You prioritize what is important. You create boundaries and decide what will make your life best for you and your family. And you decide what's important. You take your power back. When I have that first call with people, if time is an issue, that is something we address right away. How can we create that first hour? Then we tackle the bigger problems that are sucking the time away from you. You find that you have more time. If you listened to my podcast with my client, Angie, she said she's playing solitaire now, (laughs) trying to find more hobbies because with a demanding full-time job, a couple young kids, a partner, she has cleared up the mind clutter, created boundaries, and now has more time when she once felt like she didn't have enough. It might seem impossible, but it isn't. I was there too. I worked full-time in a demanding job while married, two young kids, and was in night school. I'm not saying you can do everything and have loads of hours for yourself. I don't have some um, secret power to give you an extra four hours in the day. However, you can look at what is important to you and align your time to what you really want in life. You can build that awareness and you can make intentional decisions about how you spend your time. You can let go of the expectations you put on yourself and the demands you think people have of you. You can let go of the emotional and mindset issues that are holding you back and you can live a less stressed, happier life that's on your terms. So what I want you to walk away with is this. First, let's acknowledge that we are in a culture that celebrates not having enough time and always needing to do and be more, keeping up with the false idea of what success looks like in every part of our life. Secondly, you don't have to sign up to that and you can decide that you want something different for yourself. And if you aren't sure how to do that, there is help and resources out there for you. And third, we all have 24 hours in a day and you get to decide how you want to use them. And if you want some help and you're interested in coaching, I encourage you to apply for one-on-one coaching with me. We will get you where you want to be 100%. 
You can apply through my website at www.melissamlawrence.com backslash backslash apply. That's www.melissamlawrence.com backslash apply. I'll put that link in the show notes. Also, if you are listening on Apple, add a review. I would greatly appreciate it. It's really important to make the show more visible. And if you aren't on Apple, you can email me your feedback. I'd love to hear it. You can email me at melissa at melissamlawrence.com. You can also tag me in social. So um, if you are connected with me on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn and you listen to the podcast and you love it, share that and tag me. I would love to see that feedback. All right, that is all for this week's episode. I will talk to you next week. Have a wonderful week.